0: This is TLDR Podcast, where we
1: talk sports, MLB, NHLs, NBAs, pop culture, nobody
2: understands Westworld, and more, top 10 alcoholic beverages, with your hosts, Alex, yeah boy, Eric, yo,
3: James, the San Francisco 49ers, best team in the league, Traded. Right oh, to
1: the- sit down bud,
0: and Tyler, oh damn where we do the research and trash-talking for you.
1: What kind of cockamamie bullshit is (laughs) Adam Silver thinking? They're playing super hot right now, and they're... It's not finishing.
0: It's
3: the middle of the
1: season. I understand
0: that, but I'm saying that they're, they're moving towards that. Welcome to TLDR Podcast, presented by Anchor.
3: Welcome to episode seventy-eight of TLDR podcast. Thank you for tuning back in. It has been a one-week hiatus, hiatus, hiatus. I don't know how to say it, but you know, hiatus. Is that right? Hiatus. Hi. Yeah, there we go. It's been yep. it's been a week because uh, we had to take time off because trading was off doing vacationing. While well, me and Tal were here, ready to work, ready to get the podcast started, it was trading mm-hmm. that was like, ah, yeah, guys, I can't do it this week. I'm ruined. It. He wasn't really that sorry. He was out just drinking and playing golf in the rain. Mm-hmm. Typical t- trading shit. Anyway, happy belated Merry Christmas. Happy belated happy. Merry Christmas. You said that <laughs> yeah, right. Happy New Year, even though that's four days from now. Yeah. Matt, it's not a Happy New Year yet. It's a little bit early, but I'm going to say it anyway because that's what you're <laughs> supposed to say. Welcome to the United States culture. Traden, <laughs> how are you doing, man? How was your Christmas?
1: Um, you know, it's we have so we, we, the last time we had a podcast was now two weeks. And since then, I bought a car and then got it totaled within um, 26 yeah, hours within 26 hours so uh Yeesh. luckily i'm not the one at fault so you know fuck the lady that hit me from behind um are that that process has just been a, a mess but you know at least you know kylie and i walked away alive and thor thor's fine um we are, can live to tell the tale we're here i'm happy about that um and i guess we're just going to keep rolling i'm um, sorry about last week guys i mean last week was just very busy um but we're back we're back this is the last one of the of the of the 2021 year so we got to make it a good one we got to go out strong boys yeah those, those are
3: kind of depressing for a merry christmas how was your christmas I you got anything positive out of that one trading um
1: no, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know what no. Actually, you know what yes to make matters worse the <laughs> nhl has been off for a week and they might yeah. be off for another fucking week yeah Fuck, dude.
0: Yeah, Traden, we we're supposed to go to a game last week and that got banged. So, yeah, I know.
1: Yeah. Fuck. We'll talk about that later, but fuck, dude. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, I got some positive news for
3: you, Traden, and everybody else who is invested in Traden's life. Traden won fantasy football this week. So, he's at least going to make $300 or he might make $600 because he's in the final round. You
1: want to know what the best part of this whole fucking thing is? If Tyler made playoffs, he'd be in the finals right now. Yep fucking
0: figures right he had that's the way, impeccable that's the way it two
1: weeks they it's were the impeccable house. i mean you would have beat anybody
0: that's fantasy 101 right there it's like I mean, when he stopped caring
2: <laughs> he I, I,
0: I, I i i kept going you know i i go all the way Why there. are you uh, that guy why
3: are you that guy dude, why are you because, taking people away hey, hey, you to fight tired. to the
0: final whistle but you keep going until
1: it's over james this is this is you'll a league, up. man. you'll just give and- up Tyler's thinking about his keepers. Exactly. Like, okay, who's shining? Who's not yeah. shining? Dude, I, I fight. I'm, I'm competitive. J.K.
3: Dobbins after he tore his ACL, so I stole him. So now he's going to be my keeper. That was on uh, you, Tyler. You dropped You got to put Dobbins him on already, IR, bro. I did. I did put him on IR. Now you, he's on my
0: IR. I, I, did, I put him on IR. I did not think he was going to return this season. Remember, But 20. you have
1: him for next season. We're keeping three guys, bro.
0: I've got tons of guys I can keep on my team. I will be fine. But and you also, say that now next year he's gonna go matter. 0 and 16. It doesn't matter because no matter who I pick for running back, they're gonna suck. It just doesn't matter. So I don't need to worry it's about because they dropped back. J.K. Dobbins. You already know they're gonna be shitty. Exactly. If if but I if I would have kept him, he would have been out next year too. But you'll probably be on your team next year and be like the number one fantasy
3: quarterback or uh running back next year. That's, pro- that's probably the best I think your biggest problem is the fact that you don't know what a running back is. You think wide receivers are running backs and also quarterbacks. That is true. <laughs> I I'm definitely on, I, de- I definitely need to figure that out first. Yeah, fantasy football 101. Running back is a running back. <laughs> the dude <laughs> that way. runs the ball. Runs with also them. quarterbacks and wide receivers and tight ends Believe. run the ball, so wrong. Well, also fullbacks, don't forget about that. Well, well, anyway, Tyler, <laughs> Merry Christmas. How was your Christmas? <laughs> thanks, bud. Uh, Christmas was good.
0: Um, another, another good one this year. Uh, great time with uh, friends and family from the two families, my girlfriend's family and my family. I don't know if you guys have seen the, the, the movie uh, Four Christmases. That's essentially what our Christmas Eve and Christmas Day are like. We're basically bouncing from house to house and trying to squeeze in everyone's time to make sure that we, we, hit, we hit everything. So it's a little bit hectic on Christmas Day for, for, for Jess and I, but we ended up uh, making it on time to everywhere and spent some good uh, quality time with friends and family. So it was a good break. At the four houses? Yeah. So we had, we had Christmas Eve at our mom's, Christmas morning at our dad's, Christmas afternoon at her grandma's and then Christmas evening with my family. Holy so, shit. Yeah.
1: It's so a we, lot. Of food. Uh,
0: we went through four <laughs> counties. We, we drove through four counties in one day. Lots of food, but lots
1: of good times. Wait. So, yeah. Oh, okay.
0: San Diego, LA, uh Orange County and Ventura County.
1: Ventura oh. County,
0: there it is. Got it.
3: Did you also nice. dance in nutcracker this year?
0: I did dance in nutcracker this year. Um that's becoming you a-, a tree. A new tradition no i was i was a star dude i was i i had more stage time than my girlfriend who is a who graduated he
1: was the nutcracker bro <laughs> I,
0: I wasn't the nutcracker but you know i was i was in a, i was a pivotal role in making sure that the nutcracker were you the nut? did its job. not in job yeah left nut,
3: left nut. <laughs> yeah. oh god <laughs> i'm glad you had fun being your left nut yeah, tyler great, great and tyler. getting your nuts cracked mm-hmm by your girlfriend wow
1: oh man you, Ooh, might have to you're the that. one taking it off the rails now james it's
3: not even us now <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, yeah. this is going to be a
3: short episode so like, i'm going to just this. mess with this hi jess <laughs> 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 anyway let's get back on here we're going to start with me this time even though i'm hosting because we're going to talk nfl we're going to talk nfl playoff picture and our predictions so the way i have to set up this this uh this segment we're going to go through the nfc and the afc We'll go through who we decided to be one through seven, aka the division leaders in the three wildcard spots, and then who's gonna win from that division to go to the Super Bowl. I think we're gonna start with the NFC this time. So, Tyler, give me your one through seven and why you decided it for it to be that way.
0: Okay, so just to be sure we're going like seed one through seed seven, correct? Not the division. Correct. Okay, all right, so um, for my number one seed in the NFC, I'm going with the Green Bay Packers. Um, Aaron okay. Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, doing it again. You know I mean? He's, he's, he's killing it. Uh, they're pretty much running away with that North division. Um, I, I, I see the Packers being, being the top dog there. Um, number two, they got the, uh, Buccaneers uh, coming real close. I think it's going to be a pretty, a pretty close battle with, with those two. Um, but same thing, Tom Brady doing his thing in, in Tampa Bay, uh, should be, should be pretty easy there. Uh, three, unfortunately I have the Dallas Cowboys. They're like, why do we guys. have the
3: same one so far? I was to just destroy your ranking uh, system, see, but wow. You know,
0: I'm I'm, kind of on point. All right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Dallas Cowboys, that defense I have in my fantasy team and the, in our league, you know, and it doesn't matter because I'm losing, but dude, they've been, (laughs) they've been absolutely destroying their defense, which I think the first time in a while is like one of the top defenses in the league. Ollie disagrees with me because he's an Eagles fan like Me. Um, (laughs) Number four, I have, this is the the big one. This is the big one. This is where things I think are going to get a little dicey here. All right. Number four, I got, the L.A. Rams.
1: No. Yep. Okay. Okay. I so agree with you. I
0: agree with the you. The last three weeks, the Rams have been going like this. The Cardinals have been going like this. They're going in two opposite directions, and that's where you want to be as far as the Rams go, going into, going into the playoffs. I think the Rams schedule favors them these, these last couple of weeks. Um, they're already a, a game ahead in the standings. I think the Rams take that uh, four
3: spot. Okay. trade. Nah, nah. Why? who do you have it for? The Arizona Cardinals. So you think the Cardinals are going to win both against Dallas and against Seattle? Yeah, that's.
1: I, I, I have a lot more faith in them that way than the the Rams. To me, are just are just I don't know. Like yeah, the the, the last three weeks for the Rams have been fine, have great. been great. But I just there's something about them. I just I I just don't trust them there. Yeah. You really think the Cardinals are going to be Dallas. hungry for a win? And then James, you're going to tell me that the game we're going to be at the Rams are going to win that game. Ain't no fucking way. No, they're
3: not going to win that game, but the Rams are going to,
1: they're going to go one or one and be 12 and five, which is still better than 11
3: and six. And I think the Cardinals are going to lose against Dallas and winning against Seattle. So
1: so it really, it really is going to come down to the, you can't, you can't
3: expect the Cardinals
0: to take that spot with the Rams ahead by one game. I mean, the, I think the Rams. Have I'm pretty have to sure the Cardinals game. have the, ma-
1: the have the matchup. So right, so all, all that Arizona has to win out, and the Rams are going to lose Week 18. So there you go. And you know oh, it's going to come down possible. to that Dallas Cowboy game. I know the Cowboys looked good last uh, last week, but they, look they great. They did look great. The Cardinals have not looked good. Yeah. That is true. They lost to the Lions.
3: Yeah, they did lose to the Lions. <laughs> to the so Lions. the Lions. I mean, the Cardinals, like Tyler had said, Cardinals going down. Rams going up like that's how it's working right now that's the NFC West for you
1: yeah I mean look I, I don't know <laughs> I like to be different I, I I I I like Kyler Murray a lot I think that I think that he's gonna he's gonna rally the troops it, that, that game that I mean it really comes down to that game so next week is huge um I I just think that the Cardinals are gonna dig deep find a way to win against Dallas the thing is you're going to Dallas so that 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 you have your you that's what's against you, but again, the Rams are going to Baltimore. Although they have to lose that game, if they lose that game, difference then then I mean, you're you're all your guys are going to think much differently about the standings, right? I just I
3: don't think the Rams will lose against the Ravens because Lamar Jackson still might be out and Tyler Huntley still might be out, so you're left with the third string quarterback. But, uh,
1: okay, uh, I guess I guess I'm I'm banking on the fact that this is the. This is the most parody we've ever seen in the league. We're seeing teams, we're seeing crazy upsets. We're seeing teams. I mean, we saw the Houston Texans upset the Chargers, um, which is the most recent of many um upsets that we've seen. We saw the we saw the Lions upset the the Cardinals. I mean, it, it happens. Who's to say that the the Ravens can't rally and, and upset the Rams and make the Rams feel a lot less confident going into going into playoffs? I mean, I it's it, we've seen so many upsets this year there's so much parody in the league more than i've ever seen i mean i, I hope that everybody agrees with that and that's why we've we are going to talk about that in the afc i mean it's talk about parody so who's to say that the rams can't lose this week and then arizona's wins out fucking knows. okay
3: that's a very like even keel standpoint i like i don't like that as much but to <laughs> recap here's tyler division winners green bay packers tampa bay Bucks, dallas cowboys and la rams that Tyler, give me your wild card spots. Start with number okay. five. So number five,
0: I uh, got the team that we've been just talking about, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I think they'll definitely be the best of the wild card bunch. They're going to just miss that uh, division win uh, from the Rams, but they will be the top wild card seed. And number six, Philadelphia Eagles, baby. They've been looking good, man. I think they've got a pretty decently easy schedule. Obviously, they got the Cowboys at the end there, but. That's a game they're much more prepared for than they were way earlier. They got blown out by them in week like three or four, but it's, it's a, this is a completely different Eagles team. Uh, they're, they're playing Washington next, next week. They should win that game. Uh, Washington ha- has not looked that great. Now there's a lot of things that can go wrong there. Obviously, you know, the Eagles are not by any means the tops, the top dog in that, in in, the, in, in this conference, but I think they've been playing very well. I think Jalen hurts. Has really figured it out. He's, he's, and he's, and he's still improving. Like he's still not, I don't think he reaches full potential yet. I think this Eagles team as a whole has not reached their full potential, but they're, but, but, but they got a winning record, uh, heading into the the last two weeks of the year. And as we speak right now, they have a playoff spot. So, um, I think, okay, let
3: me just uh, clarify real faster. So you expect the Eagles to win against Washington and win against the Cowboys to take the sixth seed. Is that correct? I do.
0: So I think, you're saying I that think, the Cowboys I think Dallas, are going to lose? I think Dallas is going
1: to sit. I think Dallas yeah, is yeah. going to
3: sit a lot.
1: But oh, then they two. would go
3: to the four seed, not the three seed. Dallas would. Dallas would go to right, four. Well, I, not I didn't think so about it that Wait,
1: hard. wait, wait, hold on. You're t- you're also telling us that Philadelphia is going to. You're you're telling us that Philadelphia is going to play well against the Cowboys, but the Cowboys are going to are going to stomp the Cardinals. It's like, dude, no. you can't have it both ways. Make up your mind. No, I can't
0: because the because Dallas Cowboys are going to go full tilt against the Cardinals. But on, on the last week of the season, heading in heading into in, in playoffs, I don't think they're going to start everyone. You see that all the time. That, that's fair. That's so, it, fair. I think it's home gonna, field advantage.
1: If you get the three seed, you got home field I don't advantage.
0: Think, I don't think they're going to be in a spot where they might. That's
1: going to matter a whole lot. Well, it will. The, the Rams are right on their heels. So I don't. I don't
0: think they're. Are they going to? I mean, okay. Obviously, it depends on what happens next week. But I mean, if if they're in a position to get a one or two seed then yeah they'll 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 go full goal. but if that's not possible they're going to sit everyone cuz a 3 or 4 it doesn't really matter i mean i mean it, it can but like ultimately like what are you going to are you going to fight matters. are you going to fight for a 3 or 4 or are you going to make sure all you guys are healthy going into the first round of, of the playoffs i feel like teams tend to go, reach more towards health than they care about one one uh, position in the rankings do,
1: do we know do wrong. we know the the matchup situations between Dallas L. A. and Tampa because they're all the same. So any of those teams could technically take the second spot unless there's yeah. unless I don't know the matchups though.
3: Okay, so the Dallas Cowboys have lost the tiebreaker to the Bucks. So the Bucks is going to be Bucks going to be the two seed no matter what. There, okay. okay. So Green Bay's going to be number one no matter what. The Bucks are going to be two seed no matter what. Now it's a race between the three and four. And if Tyler is saying that the Cowboys going to win one lose one, the Rams move to the three seed. The Cowboys move to the four seed. Did ta-
0: did Tampa beat L. A. too? No, LAB Tampa. No, but they would have
3: different records because Tampa would be 13 and four, 13 and 4, while the Rams would be 12 and 5.
1: Oh, I I, I see. I see. I see. Okay. Okay. But right. I don't agree with
3: the Philadelphia Eagles being the sixth seed. They're too far gone.
1: I think they're gonna they're
3: gonna win, win one and lose them. They go one and one in the next two weeks. Finish nine and eight.
0: All right. Well, we'll see what happens. But I I I like seeing Philly in there. Obviously, it's a little bit of a bias for me, but you know let's let's go eagles at, at the 7 I got your 49ers Jerry James um, I think we're going to see three teams from that NFC West division we we knew we we knew it coming in that this is probably the most competitive best division in the conference and it's turning out that way um, I think that the Niners will definitely uh, get in there with a playoff spot for sure
3: okay uh, so give me a recap of your 4 through or 5 through 7
0: you had at Cardinals 5, five Cardinals 6 Eagles 7 Niners
3: Okay, and then trading. What was your six and seven spot, or five, six, and seven?
1: Five, six, and seven. So five would obviously be L.A. Rams because I have the I have the Cardinals bumping into what would probably be the fourth seed, I guess. Okay. Yeah, because of the way it would work out. Um, oh, I guess I don't know how Dallas would run, run out. Tampa Bay is obviously second. Um, I actually, I actually am very comfortable with where San Francisco sits. So San Francisco's at not at six. So San Francisco is not falling um they're playing houston i know that they looked great against the charters but i'm dude the san francisco defense is so much better than than the charters and i have no issues um with that unless they decide not to call holdings against nick bosa like they always fucking do every fucking game (laughs) um but that's just that's just biased uh talking there and then this last one i mean look Right now, New Orleans is not looking good. I don't think that they'll be tied with uh with Philly. I again, I don't know the matchups between Philly and New Orleans. I I don't I don't think any. I mean, I don't see Minnesota fi- finding a way. I don't see Atlanta finding a way, and I don't find Washington finding a way. But I'll I'll tell you this: if 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 New Orleans can re can rally, New what is who does New Orleans have next? Um, do we know their schedule? I do not. They were. They were not. They're not going anywhere, man. They're not winning another game this season against the I Panthers think. and the Falcons with a third string QB. Well, then, then I guess you're, I guess right now is where where the standings are is where where we're going to sit. We're going to see. If we're going to see Tyler's Philadelphia Eagles going to take that seventh spot.
3: Okay, I agree with you there. I win. Uh, Packers, Bucks, Cowboys, Rams, Cardinals, Niners, and Eagles. We all agree, sort of. Kind of the first three for
0: sure. Yeah. <laughs> same <laughs> um, same teams. There's no there's there's yeah. no switching of teams that make or miss it. Just seeding. Absolutely.
3: Uh, All right, talking about how you can batch it. Tell me, Tyler. Tell me how you see the playoffs facing or turning out for the NFC.
0: Okay, so can you explain to me how these expanded playoffs work again? Just so I have a recap because I tried looking it up. Uh, <laughs> the number one seed was, is going to have a bye. Right. Seven will play two. Six will play three. Five will play four. Got it. Okay, so first round we got. For what basically what what I'm doing, we got uh, the Packers have the bye, and we the one, the two and seven is going to be Buccaneers, Niners. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go Buccaneers on that one. Um, but that's, I mean, obviously, all these are going to be great games. Um, and then I got Packers and Eagles. Um, wait, no, no, sorry, Cowboys and Eagles, which dude, that'd be a fucking awesome playoff matchup. Um, but I think, yeah, I think the Cowboys will probably. When, you know, in the playoffs, they, you know, home, home, home crowd there. Um, I think that's going to be a great one, but I would probably see the Cowboys taking that one. Um, and then Rams and Cardinals, another great interdivision matchup. Um, and I'm going to go Rams on that one as well. Um, so no upsets for me. So that's super, super fun. Um, and then, <laughs> so from there, we're going Rams Rams Packers rematch from a couple years ago or last year when, when whenever that was, um, Dude, fuck. Uh, that's, a, that's a good matchup right there. Um, and then we got Cowboys. It'd be the Bucks and Packers, by the way. Bucks. So the way it, one and two, the way it sees out. Oh, okay. So Buccaneers- the Packers will be at the very top and it'll go down from there. So Buccaneers and Packers would play each other yeah. in round two. Okay. Shit.
3: That's yeah, gonna be an early game. I'm as well.
0: super excited for this playoffs, dude. It's gonna be, fun. <laughs> um, oh shit. Okay, uh, I I think I think my initial my initial gut feeling with that is gonna be Packers, especially since they're gonna be home in and Greenbo- uh, Green Bay. Um, so I'm gonna go Packers on that one, and then we got Rams Cowboys, uh, another another great one. Um, I'm gonna be a little biased. I'm gonna go Rams on that one, but that should be another great matchup right there. And then we got Rams and. Packers, nfc championship um fuck it go rams dude rams do you think cool. the rams are gonna make
3: it out of the nfc yeah let's do it all right chayden what do you think um who's gonna make it out of the nfc in your opinion
1: yeah I, I, that's just a lot of it's a lot of thinking i can't even like the way it's all <laughs> set up it's like ridiculous um i i First of all, I don't think that I don't think that um, Green Bay is going to make it past the NFC Championship once again. Oh. <laughs> it's, just, it's just it's just like par for the course. This it's like it's like asking the Maple Leafs to get out of the first round. It's like not going to happen. So um there, he's going to make it to the NFC Championship against yep against Tom Brady, and I think Tom Brady is going to make it through. I don't know that I don't know that the other te- I just don't have enough faith in the other teams. Although I will say this: this playoff on this side. It, 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 you know, I could very well be wrong about Green Bay. I th- maybe, maybe, maybe they, they dust off the, uh, the demons and, and, and can, can dominate. Um, I, you could see, you very well could see the, the Rams continue their, their strong, um, their strong play of, you know, I, I also like, I also like, um, you know, the Cardinals and the Cowboys. I don't really San Francisco and Philly. I'm sorry. I just, just given the, I'm sorry, James. Just given those other just those other teams and and their and their strength that you know their their ability to compete over this whole season, I think that they're just a stronger team, uh, stronger teams ahead of them, and I don't think they're they're gonna find any upsets. You could maybe see San Francisco upset the Cardinals in round one. That would be the maybe the first one. Um, I don't see the Bucks upsetting the upset upsetting. Or I'm sorry, uh, getting upset by Philly. I'm gonna say you can't bet against Tom Brady because it's Tampa Bay coming out of the uh, NFC once again.
3: Okay. Just uh, to preface everything, it is Trey Lance time in the Bay Area, so I have no idea how defenses will react to a mobile quarterback coming out of that San Francisco offense. Who knows? That being said, I do have the Packers making it out of the playoffs here and uh, going to the Super Bowl. It's Aaron Rodgers last year in Green Bay. He's going to go with the bang. I think he goes all the way. So, Trey thought Bucks, I thought Packers, and Tyler thought Rams. Three very different answers. That's coming out the NFC. We're going to the AFC here. Trayden, I'll start with you this time. Give me your one through four. Oh, fuck.
1: Um, okay, the first one was fucking hard. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Kansas City is going to come out of the top. Who? who I mean, you. you it's, yeah, I mean, that's duh. Okay. <laughs>
2: I'm,
1: I'm, I I'm. have to look at all my divisions because everything is so fucked. Um okay so you have yeah. <laughs> god damn it guys <laughs> um you number two you're probably gonna see so you got buffalo and uh buffalo versus atlanta i mean I, I think that you're gonna see um buffalo take number two um they're gonna okay. win out against atlanta they're gonna win out again i have this little like simulator where i can put in all the team win- and they're playing the jets week 18 like yeah, Buffalo, That would put Buffalo into the, into the second seed. Um, so no issues there. Um, so you're saying that the Titans are going to lose both games? Um, so let's see if t- even if tight. Oh no, I'm sorry. No, the Titans. Will, the Titans will get um second seed. I'm sorry about that. Um, they'll they'll get the second. They play the Dolphins, who I actually think could beat could upset the Titan uh the Titans next week. But then they'll play. Then the Titans will play Houston, and as long as they win one game, they're in exactly. Um you'll see god this is so fucking hard guys. Um <laughs> the the fa- the fact that Cincinnati has to play Kansas City next or this week that 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 doesn't bode too well for them. Um so I, the third seed will go to Buffalo. Um and actually that could push Cincinnati completely out of the playoffs if they if if the Browns can win which I think they probably which I think they can. Um so uh that's going to push Cincinnati out. You'll see Buffalo hit third and that means that means the fourth seed would be um, Baltimore. Oh, what? That's
3: different. <laughs> All right, Tyler, do you have a? Give me your one through four. <laughs> yeah.
0: So obviously, Chiefs number one. I think everyone can agree with that. Um, number two, I'm going uh, Tennessee, and then number three, I'm going Buffalo. But four, I'm gonna go the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that. Dude, why gonna... am I agreeing with you
1: on every one of these? Dude, is because
0: we, because I am the now the new football guy.
1: This is fucking it's
0: so not, really? not the not the fantasy guy, not the fantasy football guy. But in a, but I don't know if you guys have noticed, but in our Pick'ems league that we're in, I'm beating all the TLDR guys with the NFL Pick'ems. And in the spread one that we're in, I'm beating all the TLDR yeah, guys. Fuck the spread. Spread is stupid. <laughs> but when it comes to just pure matchups, I'm actually pretty good at this for some reason. I don't know why. But Bengals are gonna win and they're gonna the the division and be the and be the four seed.
3: Okay. I like that. I like that more than I like trades.
1: <laughs> hold up, hold up. Hold up, holding. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're right. Cincinnati would be fourth if LA if LA beats Baltimore, which I don't think is going to happen. I, that's why I think Baltimore is going to get fourth because what's going to ha- What I said last time or la- about the last one. That's why Baltimore is going to get fourth seed because the Rams are going down this weekend. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Kansas City number one
3: for everybody. Number two, Tennessee for everybody. Three, Bills for everybody, and number four, Bengals for everybody. So number one through four, we're all set. That's good, right no, there. No, I have Baltimore no, four. He had
1: Baltimore four. Baltimore four. Okay, that's weird. That that's only because that's only because that's that's the only team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. In that division.
3: Well, uh, moving on. and Give me your five through seven, and this is uh, what.
1: Yes, that would put um, Indy in five, New England in six, and my Los Angeles Chargers in seven.
3: All okay. right. Well, I got news for you, man. I think the Dolphins are actually going to win out. Wow. I think they're going to win tonight. I think they're going to beat the Saint, the Titans, and I think they're going to beat the Patriots. So that wow. puts them at the number six seed. Wow! So I think going to my beat the Patriots, yeah, my five through six, man, it got Colts. So I agree with you there. But then they're going to it's going to be Dolphins and Patriots. Patriots are going to be number my number seven seed. They have one win over the Chargers, which beats puts them at number seven and kicks the Chargers out of the playoffs. Because mm-hmm. I think the Dolphins are going to win out. The dolphins won six straight, they're gonna win nine straight by the time this I actually, begins.
1: I actually do have okay. So I so the way I have it planned out is I have the dolphins actually winning ten beating Tennessee, which I, I'd agree with you there, but then I think the Patriots will beat the Dolphins in week in week 18, which is the, the deciding factor, which would cool. push put the Patriots at six in LA into seven. Yeah, wow. All right, Tyler, so what about you?
3: I
0: actually agree with trading on this one. So our our five through seven are exactly the same. Um, but James, I like your pick there with the dolphins. I thought about putting them in there. I really did, but I just, I just think they have a, a much tougher road to climb and that's why I kind of favored the the Patriots and chargers there. Um, but I would love to see the dolphins win nine straight and make the playoffs. I think that'd be awesome. So if I'm wrong, I hope it's for that reason. Um, but yeah, I got, I, I got Colts, Patriots and chargers
3: for my wild cards. All right. And then trading Tyler, who do you have coming out of the AFC? Oh, I really don't want to
0: pick the chiefs. So I'm not gonna, uh, you know who I'm going to pick? And this is going to surprise a lot of people. I think on this podcast, I'm going to go with the Indianapolis Colts. Ooh, I think okay. that they have figured something out there. And I talked a lot of shit about Carson Wentz uh, months ago about how he's just not that quarterback, but man, he's looked good, you know, and he's, he's made me eat my, my words. And even though they're coming in as a wild card spot, I don't know. They're, they're, there's something brewing in Indy right now that I like. And that AFC, I think is up for grabs. I think any of those teams that make that uh, playoff spot can win this. Um, it's pretty wide open. Obviously you have to probably go through Kansas city, but I don't think Kansas city is quite as that juggernaut of a team as they used to be. Although they have turned it on late uh, the second half of the season as, as, as well. But I don't know. I just, I just got a good feeling about the uh, Colts.
3: I actually have the uh, Colts and the chiefs facing off in the AFC championship game. But I have the Chiefs winning it because the Chiefs can score in a minute. Yeah. The way the Colts have to run the ball to score it's going to take them eight. So the quick strike ability that the Chiefs have, I think give them the edge over the Colts at this point in time. Uh Chayden, what do you think?
1: Okay. So I, I agree with you guys. I I actually get you, Tyler. I think that I think that Indy can can win in. So very similar to last the last season, um, the Colts were, in my opinion, the best wild card. Or I'm sorry, the best seventh. or It might have been sixth or seventh seed in NFL history. Um, and I think the fact that they're just outside of a of a divisional um, spot, uh, I, I think they're in the same. So I, I think that they're. I think they'll they'll beat Baltimore, which is how I have it set up. Um, and then I think that they can make it out. However, what who I want to in my heart to come out of the AFC, and it's simply because of where the Super Bowl is and the the whole story. I would love to see the, the LA Chargers find a way to to get to the Super Bowl at SoFi, mostly because the LA Rams owner paid for that fucking um that that stadium. And basically the Chargers are renting it. And he how pissed would he be if the first Super Bowl in SoFi did not include the Rams but include the team that is renting the space, the LA Chargers, it'd be fucking hilarious and it'd be so awesome. I also really like uh you know, many players on that team. So that's what I'd love to see um, come out of it. I don't think they can do it. To be honest, I don't even think they can get out of the first game that said Colts. I think you're going to make it out. I think you can beat Kansas city. Last question. Who wins the Super Bowl? trade. You know what?
3: I'm going to say Indy. Wow. Okay. Matt is just, just got a boner right now because you said that. <laughs> I'm say Tyler. Yeah, let's go Rams, man.
0: Uh, I like the way they look. They had a little bit of a bump in the road there, kind of in the middle middle of the season, but they've started. They've figured it out. Aaron Donald's figuring it out. He's looking like a beast, and that's what we need him to be. Hoping Matt Stafford can keep it up. O- um, OBJ is finally looking like a good addition to that uh, lineup. Cooper Cups having one of the best seasons ever. Um, Rams
3: Super Bowl champions. Wow! And now we're at the Packers So I think Aaron Rodgers is pissed off and wants to win it all to show people he can do it. Because why not? And that wraps up my NFL playoff prediction segment i know we're still about two weeks away from playoffs but it's never too early to start thinking about this stuff because a lot of teams are kind of settling in right now getting ready to uh, go all the way if they can these playoffs are going to be gnarly it's going to be so crazy this year tune in to watch we're going to take a quick break and when we return we're going to talk the best sports moments in 2021 Welcome back, everybody. As you know, January 1st is right around the corner, so 2021 is coming to an end, and we're going to usher in 2022. But before we do that, and because there's no MLB baseball stuff going on because of the lockout, Tyler's going to talk about the top sports moments of 2021. Tyler, it's all you, man.
0: Yeah, so we always love to do these, you know, kind of recaps of the year. Um, I've been doing top threes lately in some of my segments. I feel like it's just a good number. It's not too long, not too short. It's a good little top three. So we're going to do top three favorite sports moments from 2021 so these are each of ours our personal favorite top sports moments um and they can be anything any, any sport doesn't matter what it is um i was trying to not pick a lot of baseball ones and trying to be more even Mine end up pretty much all being baseball so that's just the way it goes because i'm a baseball guy so they're all baseball but we'll wow, get to so that boring. later i know super boring sorry about it but they were my personal yeah. favorite so we're gonna see what everyone else's favorites are so uh we're gonna say the thing i've done it last year we're gonna start with number three we'll go around work our way up to two and then one. Uh, so trading, what do you got for your number three favorite sports moment of 2021?
1: Yeah. Um, I, I hate, I hate to be this guy. I really do. Oh my God. But, he's that guy. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm that guy. You always are. Um, it, it, it's simply because of the age. It's simply because of the story. It's simply because you leave a team and thinking that, you know, you're, you're breaking up a dynasty and all of a sudden you create your own potential dynasty to come and that would be Tom Brady's uh seventh um uh, Super Bowl win um with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um that did happen in 2022. Um I know it felt like it was ages ago that we've had like so many 2022. Much, or I'm sorry 2021, but um the the way that the way that he led his team to to victory there uh, at the age at the fresh age of 43 was nothing short of amazing um and it just you know, I I think that that part is pretty amazing. What what the, what I think was pretty amazing about that whole run was the fact that he went through this. He he had to go through two of the quarterbacks that were his peers since he got really got into the league, or maybe just before he got in. Um, he was I guess older than the other two, but um, he had to go through Drew Brees, who he's always been compared against, and Aaron Rodgers, who he who he's always been compared against, and he beat them both in the playoffs, which is very special, I think, in that in that case. And then to take down the defending. Super Bowl champ Kansas City Chiefs in a dominant game, um, is I, I I thought that that was pretty um, pretty amazing to see when you know you have you have people on both sides that say it's 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 Tom that was all the success. The other side says that um, it was uh, Belichick is all the success. I mean I'm not saying the Belichick's not a huge part of you know the Patriots' success now and in in the past because definitely he is. He's one of the best coaches um, in NFL history, but it just shows that he didn't just need. Um, Belichick to be to be special he just needed a little bit he just needed a few uh amazing um, options to throw the ball to you don't he didn't need to be that mobile and he just continues to win so
0: he does he continues to show he's just he's a winner and he's one of the greatest players. I know that P- I know P- I'm gonna get like hate
1: for that I know I, I, <laughs> I
0: honestly I feel like him winning the Super Bowl with with the Buccaneers this year like finally broke me of like okay I'm finally accepting that you're just a pure winner, and there's nothing I can do about it. I'm, not, I'm, I just, I just give up hating on Tom Brady because I'm just, it doesn't do any good. So I'm just gonna. It doesn't, yeah, it is. I'm not yeah its not going to stop him from winning. Instead so. of hating on it, I'm just gonna appreciate it because we'll probably never see anything like this in our lifetime ever again. We might, but for right now, just appreciate the greatness that is Tom Brady. James, what do you got
3: as number three? Uh, Mike Trout hitting a home run. Just one. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Fortunately, <laughs> I have the same guy as and not the same stat. But I'm going to talk Tom Brady here, and I'm going to talk about a 600th touchdown pass because that's never, ever been done before, ever, and that's ridiculous. The dude made his own record. I mean, like, he had—he obviously has had the highest number of touchdown passes for a while now, but he threw 600 of them, and that in itself is ridiculous. Uh, I don't think anybody else is going to get close to that. Just Tom Brady doing Tom Brady things because nobody's going to play as long as he does because of his Tom Brady magical juices and diet and is wearing his UGG boots. Kissing his children on their lips. I don't know something about Tom Brady makes him last forever and doing his thing. So he's gonna throw a six hundred. He threw six hundred pass and it keeps climbing. And I think the coolest thing about this one is that Mike Evans gave the ball away to a fan <laughs> on accident.
1: And oh the yeah, fan <laughs>
3: gave it away for nothing close for to what's free. actually valued. Yeah, actually. yeah. This okay. So this ball, that ball, is valued anywhere between five hundred thousand to nine hundred thousand dollars. Uh, reason being is because the 500 home run balls, then there's been 25, 500 home run balls, 25 of them. And they're valued at about 500,000. And the fact that nobody has thrown 600 touchdown passes before overvalue like pushes the value of that ball to another stratosphere. But what this guy got for it is two signed jerseys and a helmet from Brady, a signed Mike Evans jersey and game cleats, a thousand dollar team store credit, and two season passes for this year and next. That is nothing compared to what it's actually worth. This guy got screwed, and even Tom Brady knew it, so he gave him Bitcoin. So Tom Brady is a stand-up dude for doing what he did. Like, good for him, man. Thanks for giving you this even guy. Even know he did that. That's cool. Yeah, like thanks for giving this guy some sort of value for something that's worth way more than he actually gave it away for. Uh, but Tom Brady throwing six hundred his six hundredth touchdown pass is uh, one of my top sports moments of twenty twenty one. Boom. I did not pick Tom Brady. Again, like I said, um, really tried not to
0: pick all baseball, but I just I couldn't help myself. Uh, Number three for me is for the first time ever, we got to see a Dodgers Giants postseason series. I mean, how long have fans on both sides been waiting to see something like that? It finally happened in in 2021 and it went the distance and went all the way to the last game, the ninth inning and the last batter. I mean obviously the way that with the shitty call at the end, but the fact that it went all that distance and there wasn't a blowout game in the last game and it went all the way to the final pitch was pure, just awesomeness. And I'm, I'm so happy that we got to witness that even if the Dodgers had lost that series, I would have picked this as my number three, just because that was so special. And that was something that we've been waiting for so long to have. So just that whole series Dodgers giants uh, in in the postseason, is my number three. Um, so let's move it on to number two, Trader, What do you guys two?
1: Um, number two, um, I guess uh, lightning can strike twice, um, and they did. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning just they repeat they were repeat uh, Stanley Cup champions. Um, they did win their second cup during that COVID you know bubble, and then they turned around in a shortened season with the shortest um, with the shortest off season, came back and. Um, did it again and just completely stomped through the playoffs. Like it wasn't even, it wasn't even close. And the reason that that's so, you know, it's such a big thing is because now there's only two teams that have done that. Um, there's only two teams that have done that in the, um, in the salary cap era. And that's the penguins and the, the, um, now the Tampa Bay Light, uh Tampa Bay lightning. Um, the reason that is so impactful is again the, the fact that the, there's a salary cap it really it, it really prevents the ability for dynasties to be made and while i do understand that there was some you know salary cap things that happened at at the end of the season it still doesn't change the fact that the that the Tampa Bay lining were so dominant in the regular season without their star player and then he comes in and then he dominates and it's just it, it just shows that you know they have a great coach there they have a great management team and um this is a team that's built to win and right now they're 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 looking just as strong as they were last year without Kucherov once again so uh and without a lot of players that they did have last year so um this team is is just amazing they are becoming a villain in the in the hockey world and that is what the nhl needs right now
0: yeah, i would and- agree yeah. So yeah. Great, great pick at number two. <laughs> Sorry. I thought you were keep talking there.
1: No, no. i cut no. you off.
0: My bad. Uh, Yeah. I mean, we, you, the, the sports world loves winners, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we, we love them to celebrate them and we love to hate them. So Tampa Bay lightning at number two, um, James, what do you got for your number
3: two? Steph Curry breaks record for all time. Three pointers made. That was iconic. I love how they stopped the game after he did that. I love how, the tension and the atmosphere was building the entire game and the game, li- the games leading up to it. Cause it was all attainable throughout the way for like three or four games. It was attainable for him to just go off and get that record. So there was tension building, there was excitement building and everybody was ready to be there and watch the game and see it all happen. I think the cheapest, the cheapest ticket was maybe like $600 and that was for the nosebleeds to get into that game because it was so iconic. Um, it was really cool to see Ray Allen sitting courtside for that game. Cause Ray Allen held that uh, record before that. And Reggie Miller was calling the game who held that record before Ray Allen held the record. So to see the three guys who had held that record beforehand, be there and congratulate him. That was great to me. Like seeing Steph and Ray Allen give each other like a, a bro hug and dap him up after that moment had happened, like warmed my heart. Like Ray Allen could be angry that his record was broken, but no, he congratulated the guy and made sure to tell him like, Hey, Great job because he followed in his footsteps. And to be honest, Ray Allen laid the blueprint for what Steph needed to do. And Steph just took it to another level. Steph changed the game. The game of basketball is different today because Steph Curry's in it. And that's what he did. It's so iconic and it's so great the way he did it. He's a great guy. This record is gonna continue growing because Steph still has years and years and years to play. He's not like this explosive guy like Vince Carter. Like he sits at the three point line, just jacks him up, then he makes him he can play well into his forties. That's, that's Steph Curry for you. So so this record is not going to be attainable by anybody else. It's going to be Steph Curry's and Steph Curry's alone.
1: You know, what? also is a factor that makes that so interesting is that he, he, he broke it in, in New York. And the reason that that's so impactful is that back when he was drafted, he was passed over by the New York Knicks. He wanted to play for the New York Knicks his whole life. And the fact that, and the fact that he got passed over, I think that, 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 caused him to, to have a little bit of a, a, you know, chip on his shoulder and then to go break that record in that state, in that arena. It just is like, it, it's just like, damn. One of Fuck. the most iconic arenas in the world. My, uh, it, that too, but Whew. the thing is he could have been, he could have been easily on the other side of that game in a, in the other Jersey, you know, this whole time, if they had picked him and they would, they would have had the uh, the all time three point um, shooter. So he's he'll go down as a greatest shooter, in, in, in NBA history, for sure.
0: Absolutely. Got a got a theme going for James. He likes he likes the greatness. He likes the records being broken. That's what that's what he likes. I, but I love that. Uh, number two for me, uh, the return of fans like in full capacity oh. at arenas, stadiums around the country, around the world. You know, sports getting its voice back, I think, was a super impactful moment. Something that we definitely took for granted all these years in 2020 taught us how important the fans are to every, each and every single sport. Um, so for me, seeing the fans back in the crowd for for all sports um, was huge. And I think, you know, even for me, you know, working with a uh, college baseball, you know, for the first half of the year there it was silent, and then you know, finally when something happened in the game, and we and we you know, heard a few cheers from, from, from the crowd. It was like, Oh shit, I forgot what, how good that feels and how, how much that adds to the atmosphere of sports. So it's, it's so important. So I'm super happy that uh, crowds are back. You know, I went to probably four or five uh, baseball games, you know, trading we're hopefully going to go to hockey game at some point here. Hopefully Um, I know you guys have been to a bunch of uh, uh, sporting games as well. So I think that that's huge. I think having the fans back uh, was a huge moment for 2021. For sure. Um, All right. moment you've all been waiting for number one moment trading. What do you got?
1: Yeah. So this one is interesting. So this is a dude that has, this is a golf one. Um, This is a dude that has finished inside the top 10 at major tournaments seven times prior to this year. Um, And finally at Augusta national Hideki Matsuyama won the master's tournament, which the reason that is so impactful for, for, you know, pretty much every, you know, pretty much everyone. It's the fact that he's the first Japanese golfer and the first Asian born competitor to win the masters in, in all of history. Um, And the way that the way that his caddy, you know, kind of um, showed his respect to the, to the course and to, and to what Hideki did was, was very, very special. And it, 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 that is the hardest major to win because you are, you are against the best of the best. That is the that is the one that is the tournament where you get the green jacket. That's the tournament that some people who only who who appreciate golf but don't really watch much. That's the tournament they're watching. It's the Super Bowl of of uh, of golf, and to for a player like that who has been so close to the enemies, he's he he had the moniker of being the best player to never win a major. And there's a lot of players like that, that just don't get their ring. They're the best players to never win, um, to to never win a a championship. And he finally broke through at the biggest stage you could. And um, so congratulations to Hideki Matsuyama. And that was such a special moment this year.
0: Love it. Got to throw some golf in there. Eric would be very proud. Uh, James, what's your number one?
3: I am going to pick another Japanese at just, Ties to Japan here. I'm going to go with Shohei being in the home run derby and then pitching in the All-Star game the next day. That's something that hasn't been done before, and he did it kind of well. The home run <laughs> derby was <laughs> a little disappointing, to say the least, because I expected him to hit just bomb after bomb after bomb, but apparently, according to Mr. Alex Martin, that's not how his swing works. So didn't happen that way, but he did come in, come out the next day and just absolutely blow people away pitching because he was the starting pitcher for that All-Star game. And it's it's like, it was iconic because he had the entire world watching. You had non-baseball fans sitting there, glued to their TV, watching the Home Run Derby, watching the MLB All-Star game, because Shohei was doing something that's never been seen before in their lifetime. Crazy. And it's not, it's not just like Americans, it's Japanese people too. It, everybody tuned in to watch what he was doing, because nobody's done it. And I think that in of itself should be number one because nobody's done that before.
0: Love that. Um, if, it was a, if it was a non-biased list, I would pick that probably as my top. But certainly the, the, the top baseball moment. I mean, this was the year of Shohei Ohtani. Um, but since this is my personal list, I'm going to go with the boys in blue and I'm going to pick probably the most exciting moment. The, the moment when I was watching the game, and I stood up and lost my shit and everything. It, it was just one of those, it's, you know, there's so much anxiety and buildup to it. And then when it happens, it's just so memorable. There's like probably, you know, a few of those moments in, in my lifetime that, that I can remember. And it happened and one of them happened this year. And that was Chris Taylor's walk-off home run in the National League wildcard game. Um, I mean, there's nothing better than hitting a walk-off home run. I mean, especially with the crowd being back, as I mentioned uh, earlier, um, in a winner take all game, the bomb in the ninth inning, um, it was just super special. And I remember that the whole game was really intense. Cause it's just, it's, it's one and done. And I was really hoping that we would not have to play that game, but the giants uh, beat us for that, for that uh, spot. And it was really nerve wracking because the Cardinals were playing very well and they're, they were playing, they're pitching very well. Adam Wainwright pitched a hell of a game. Max Scherzer was kind of eh that whole game, you know, and it was, a, it was, and it was a battle. It was a, it was a low scoring game. It could have gone either way. And Chris Taylor, just with one swing of the bat, just absolute jubilation. Um, that was, that was for me just, and just seeing the crowd back and just seeing just all that stuff. I just, I I eat that stuff up. I love that stuff. Um, so yeah, for me, it's, it's my number one, most memorable sports moment of 2021 is Chris Taylor's, uh, walk off home run. And he's one of the guys that we signed back on our team. So we're super happy to have CT three back in Dodger blue. So um that for me is my best moments but guys that's all we got for 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 our picks but let us know what you guys' top threes are there's a ton of them i mean we missed a ton of them so this was uh, this let, was a special year it, it was hard so there was a ton of great great uh, great moments we had the olympics this year i don't know if you guys remembered but i almost put some olympic stuff in there but didn't quite uh, make, make 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 the cut for me so let us know what your top three favorite moments of 2021 are but james that's what i got and that's our my last segment of 2021
3: oh Good that news, was crazy buddy. Happy New Year. Good job, Tyler. I'll be very biased, but good job.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I
3: hope you guys enjoyed that one. A lot of different things from me and trading here and not so much from Tyler. <laughs> we got to take a quick break. We get to listen to Eric and his monotone voice, like I say, every podcast. Great ad read by Eric. Uh, when we come back, though, Trade's going to talk
2: hockey. With health concerns on the rise, it's as important as ever to keep your people safe. Dimer isn't another BS COVID company. They've been developing their tech to kill germs and save lives since 2014. Dimer's original UBC products have won them partnerships with some of the best technology companies in the country and earned them a spot on Time Magazine's best inventions of 2020. Dimer started out disinfecting airplanes. Now they're in hospitals, athletic facilities, hotels, classrooms, basically anywhere people might have been sick. When it comes to keeping your players, employees, guests, and customers in your facility safe, trust Dimer. For TLDR listeners, they are offering free disinfection as a service in select areas. So that means they will come disinfect your facility for free. You can take them up on this offer by visiting dimeruv.com and at DimerUV UV on social media. Use code TLDR for your first disinfection as a service appointment for free. That's dimer, like diner with an M as in Mike Trout. Ever heard of him? Kill more germs, prevent more infections, save more lives. D-I-M-E-R-U-V dot com.
3: Welcome back everybody. Uh, The hockey has not been happening as you've heard in the intro, and that's made Trayton very sad. But we're still gonna talk hockey. We're gonna let we're pretty much just gonna ask Trayton questions about whatever we think about hockey. And he's begged us and pleaded with us to keep it simple, not try to stump him. But we're gonna try and do that to make it fun for you guys. So listen up, Trayton, it's all you man. All
1: right. yeah. So just to I just wanna do a little bit uh you know, something a little bit different this week. Um the reason being you know, COVID's kind of been such been a big stickler for the NHL. Um, there's been 70 games postponed up to this point as of today, um, and it's and the biggest news is the fact that the NHL has officially said that the um, the NHL players are not going to be going to the Olympics this year. They're not going to Beijing. Um, that is completely official from and that was a joint um, a joint announcement from both the NHL and NHLPA. Um, there are players that are very upset about it um naming uh namely the best player in the world he is not very happy with the with the um decision but nonetheless the i i do under i do understand it to a point because of the way that the you know the um the government is in china the 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 ramifications of getting of testing positive are great um and it could be a and it could be very um not very good if if you have to be stuck there so i do i do understand the situation uh, my guess is um, I don't know if this kind of answers any of your guys' questions, um, but I'll just say it now. My guess is a lot of those games that are being postponed now are going to be made up during those um, during those you know two and a half three weeks. Uh, now that they don't have to take the pause, um, so many of those games I think will be um, you know booked then. So Tyler, we may see we may be able to go to that game that we were supposed to go to last Wednesday. We may be going in February but we'll see. So I just kind of want to go around the home with you guys. And, you know, I, I you know, it's been an interesting season. Um, I know that COVID's kind of the main, um, you know, topic right now, but there, there are other topics out there. And, and, you know, I, I just figured maybe, maybe we do things a little bit differently and you guys ask me some questions and maybe we can just have some banter. So let's start with, uh, you know, Tyler, do you, have, we'll start with you. So, you know, what do you got?
0: Yeah. So this was a, uh and I was trying to ask like questions and like, genuinely trying to understand hockey better. And I mean, I'm thankful to have you as a, as a friend, especially playing hockey. I've asked you so many questions of how to become a better hockey player. I think playing hockey certainly makes you understand the game a hell of a lot more when you're watching it. So I feel like I have a pretty good sense of when I'm watching the game of understanding what's going on, like getting why teams aren't doing very well and all that. Um, but for me, what confuses me when I kind of look at hockey as a whole is kind of the hockey stats, obviously the, the simple ones are pretty obvious, but, You know, I think for me being a baseball guy, maybe I'm really stat driven. So I think looking at stats, like I'm able to look at a base a back of a baseball card and be like, Oh, that's a really good pitcher. Oh, that's a really good, um, um, hitter without even actually seeing them play. So I want to ask you, what do you look for on a back of a hockey stat card? Like, what are the stats that you look for that, that even if you haven't seen this guy play, that's like, Oh, like I want to see that guy play, or I think this guy's going to be a good player. Like if you were a GM and never saw a guy play is that really possible with hockey or is that, or is it all, is it, is it more based on like actually seeing the person play like even more so than it is like, you know, just, you know, numbers
1: on a stat sheet? Yeah. That, that's a fascinating question because, I, because that question is actually being asked every single year and you're seeing it, you're seeing it approached differently per team. I mean, you look at, you look at how the Montreal, or I'm sorry, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs have kind of been built it's been built from the stats. It's been built from, you know, goals, assists, points um, to an extent, plus minus. Although I think that plus minus is not, it's not that it's a pointless stat it, not, nothing's ever a pointless stat, but it's definitely like a stat that I don't really put that much value in just simply because you can have a terrible plus, you can be a great player with a terrible plus minus simply because you have a bad goalie or a bad team. Um, and it, it, it's just the way you go. It's just the way it goes, especially if you're on a, if you're on a bad team and you're one of the better players on the team, you're going to be going against the best of the best on the other teams. You're going to be on the ice for more goals, especially if your goalie it's, sucks. It's so it's
0: a kind of like a win loss record for a starting pitcher. You
1: know, yeah, like exactly. Team, exactly.
0: And be like, you know, six and 10, but have like a sub two ERA. Exactly. But, but because your team gets so, 40
1: runs, you just. Don't win a lot of games so to answer that so to answer your question though i mean if you're if you're looking if you're looking at the analytical approach you're, you're obviously you're looking at basic points everybody can look at everybody understands points there's goals assists those equal your points that's just how it goes um you could look at also time on ice you could look at how many games played i think that points per game is a huge is a huge factor of how impactful you are to your team um and how much you're how much involved you are, you know, for, uh, per game. Um, obviously t- uh, time on ice is a big one. Um, and then you can even go into more advanced stuff. And I, and I've, I've started to really dig into more of the advanced analytics, which is kind of where a lot of the game's going. So I look at, p- uh, most of it's going to be possession metrics and most of possession metrics in this game are based on, um, on a five on five situation. So, you know, for 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 players that are mostly you know special teams, whether that's uh, penalty kill, power play, these th- these factors aren't counted towards those numbers, because at the end of the day, hockey's played five on five. It's meant to be played five on five. And if your team and your and you're a player that wins the five on five battles, you're possessing the puck more. You're generally going to be in positions where you're scoring more, or put your team in positions to score more. Um, so Corsi is a very interesting one. So this coursey is probably the most basic one and that basically um, calculates shots blocks um and misses so anything any any shot towards the any shot towards the net even if you miss the net is counted and this is five on five so if you're on the ice and you and you're generating you're generating more i guess efforts towards the net even if your shot's blocked or it's missing it over the amount you're giving up, that means you're possessing the puck more. It's just that, it's just simple, and it's and it's based on a percentage. The, um, if you're over 50, you're you're possessing the puck more. I've actually started to look at um, how a player looks um, in terms of their um, their da- uh, high danger scoring chances for and against. So if they're j- if they're on the if they're on the ice and you and you can find this all on Hockey Reference. It's a great it's a great site. You can see how many uh, on a five on five situation, how many chances, or I'm sorry, high danger chances for your players on the ice or he generates versus how much he's on the ice and the other team generates. So a player that is generated, and you can also see it against a league average so that a a team or a player that's, that's generating more higher, high danger scoring chances, which as we know, are probably going in 30% of the time, 30 to 40 percent of the time is a player that is being more impactful for your team than not. And also on the other side, if, 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 if those numbers are flipped, you're dealing with a player that is, you know, maybe a liability defensively. Um, so depending on how you want to build your team, that's what, that's what you'll kind of look at. Um, I know there's zone starts as another one. I haven't really dug too much into that. Um, so, you know, uh, also, I think, you know, advanced analytics can only take you so far. I mean, look at the, look at the rays, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so that's just a long winded way of saying, you know, I think that analytics are starting to, to, to play a part, but you, you also can get a sense of how impactful a player is simply, but you know, it's, it's as stupid as it is, but hearing the amount of times the announcer says that player's name, you know, he, that means he's getting the puck often. He's making these little plays, you know, maybe um, you know, maybe finding a lane to finding a passing lane to um, advance the puck or whether that even without the puck, um, I, you know, you, you the eye test is, is very important. Just how a player, you know, conducts himself away from the puck. Um, they can be just as impactful as, as if they do have the puck. So um, that's which that's what I would watch for Tyler. Just kind of watch, you know, if, if you want to start from a, from the eye test, watch how a player plays without the puck, because you've, you've you've seen enough of the game where, you know, you can track where the puck is even with your peripheral, but you can look at kind of everything. So kind of look at where, you know, your favorite player is, is doing without the puck. He's probably finding finding open ice or um, you know doing some little play that is like oh wow I didn't really notice that so those are the kind of things I kind of look forward to in a player now
0: cool I will stop watching the puck now when I
1: watch hockey <laughs> um James what do you got bud
3: so based off premise of the sport what sport in your opinion is hockey most like who has a great question um, it's actually simple. because It's going to lead into my actual question in, in, ter- in terms
1: of, I guess, I, I guess in terms of premise, it's probably, it's probably soccer. It's probably okay, soccer. soccer.
3: Now, soccer has a certain amount of variability between field types. So why does hockey not have that same amount of variability?
1: Um, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, there, there, there are, there is some variability in terms of how the boards are constructed. I will say that. But I mean, in terms of size. In terms of size. Yeah. I, I guess they just try to keep things as, as, um as, you know, consistent as possible. I actually would agree that it would be interesting to see, to, to have different, different size rinks for different, for different um, areas, depending on, and you're playing to your strengths, you know, within yeah. a reason, like you don't want to have like a, a 200 by 200, like square ice, but you know, right. as long as it's a, as long as it's a rectangle, I think that, I think it'd be very interesting, very much like baseball where, you know, when you're in Colorado or I'm sorry, uh, Boston where they have that huge fucking wall, like the big green monster, you know, the, you know, there, there's, there's little intricacies of all these places that um, kind of make it very unique. Um, so the thing, the reason why I think that would work is
3: because every, every goal is the same amount of points. And like in basketball, that wouldn't work because there's a three point line and a two point line. Right. And in football, you kick field goals from for three points from farther from a certain distance away. True. But in hockey and in soccer and in baseball, a goal is a goal. It's one point, no matter where it is. So I think it'd be valuable or it'd bring a lot more variability and make it more intricate if hockey ranks for different sizes.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And, and even back in the day, I mean, when you're playing pond hockey, or no pond, no pond is the same. Um, the the, the I think I think size of rinks would be interesting. The the thing I don't, I know you didn't say this, but if if you went uh, run along and said, oh, what if we change the like the size of the goals? That's where I start to have an issue. Oh I, yeah, I think no, there's so, the I think there's something that needs to be consistent throughout. And I know soccer has the same same, um, same goal, you know, same goals, but you know, different size rinks. I think I, I think would be interesting. Um. I, I really can't tell you how much it would impact the game, except that you would probably build your, you'd, you'd build your arena to, to favor your team. However, given the fact that there is a salary cap and, and you're, and you're turning over players more than any other sport there is probably it, your advantage could become your demise. So probably, it probably, I think that at the end of the day, I think all the teams would collude and just have the same size rings anyway, just so they don't have to deal with that. But But if that was not possible and not have
3: the same size rink, I think it'd make the coach's job harder because he'd have to have different line setups for every single rink. Like if it was a longer rink, you'd want to have some gunners on, gunners are not the right term, but faster guys, they call it gunners in football, but faster guys on the side, right? As opposed to if it's a smaller rink, maybe you want some more physical guys. So your lineup will change on a day-to-day basis. So it gives people and athletes and different hockey players a chance to shine given
1: the different place that they're playing And I think that is so interesting. That would be interesting. That would be very interesting. Yeah. And it, 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 you know, if you talk to a hockey purist, he would be like, dude, you're a fucking idiot. I, I don't want to ever shoot down a, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say you're a, you're a casual fan, but you're more of a casual fan than the typical hockey player or the hockey what fan. Mean, dude? I'm a hockey and, guy. and it's, it's, pl- it's fans like you that are going to make, the, they're going to grow this game and having it an, having a hockey purist needs to have an open, open mind and say, Hey, this is the this is the next generation of people watching this game. You might want to consider catering to that. So who knows? In ten years, we might have different fucking size rings. I don't know. I I don't know if I would like it, but I would have to deal with it. <laughs> I've definitely always like had that thought of like you know
0: when I'm on the sideline for when I was at the sideline for soccer games as an athlete trainer and just like thinking of the size of a soccer field compared to the size of a, of a, of a hockey rink, right. I'm just like, what would it be like to play hockey on this size of a field? Like, obviously that's a huge difference. Oh, that big. But I'm not saying they should <laughs> the shift time saying, would be 30 seconds. I'm just saying like, what would that be like? Like, like how different that changes the game versus, and also like I've, I've played on like indoor uh, roller rinks, that are the size of basketball courts, so like super small. And it's pretty fun. Like it's just, it, the puck is like constantly moving and it's, it's very, very different. Um, so it's a, that's a really good point. It's just like how, how much that would change the game. And, um, obviously going to a soccer size field is a huge stretch, but, um, you know, it, it, it definitely does change the way you play depending on the size of the, to be honest with
1: you, downsizing the rink would be the most interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, like I said, I, I, the basketball size indoor rink that I played on was like, that was really fun. Like I I really enjoyed that.
3: I mean, even 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 more complicated. What if, what if you put on a hockey size or a soccer field sized rink? but then you have 10 people on the ice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You would have to, you have to increase it.
1: And, (laughs) and I, I I mean, I can't even imagine like the, the problem with that is I think the game would be too slow. And the whole, the whole idea of, of hockey, at least in the last 20 years has been to speed the game up. And the only way to speed the game up is get, make things smaller make things faster. You know, you, you know, and, and I think, that they that they wouldn't want to go the other direction, but who knows? Tyler, did you have anything else?
0: Um, I mean, who what? As far as like the current NHL, you know, like wh- like who? I, I mean, you, you mentioned the the lighting earlier, but who, who who's a, who's a dark horse Stanley Cup contender right now that you see? Like, who the talking about that you see could be a surprise? And you
3: can't pick the Canes because they already did that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Canes would obviously be one, but I'm gonna you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say the other Florida team, man. The other floor is Yeah, okay. Um <laughs> I mean the, the thing about the Panthers is they've always been shit on. So I I you know I, I got James give,
0: wants you to pick the uh, ducks. I think I do. Kind of ducks. I'm
1: gonna keep shooting everything down
3: until
1: you the ducks. I'm like, oh yeah, I like that picture. Um <laughs> yeah, the ducks. No, yeah. there it is. Um <laughs> tell me about the Panthers. I'll, I'll I'll look on the east, I'll say the Panthers. Uh the, the Panthers are very interesting just because they, they've always been the kind of they, they've always been the angels of of uh, Florida. You know, they've always been the ducks of Florida. Like they're the team that less people care about that, that they they're kind of like the little stepchild that no one gives a shit about, but all of a sudden they're, they, you know, those, the, the two Florida teams got to play each other in the playoffs, which was very exciting. Both teams are, are good, which we've never seen before. Um, and it's floor, it's Florida hockey. Like who the fuck would think that Florida would have good hockey, but it's, it's fantastic. And it's a team that doesn't get very many fans, but all of a sudden you, you, you see a, you know, you see them make it to the, you know, Stanley cup final. And all of a sudden, they start to fill the stands. Um, they're just interesting because they've just been written off so much, and uh, you know we kind of forget about them. For a player that wants to get off the grid, they go to they go to um, Florida, and you know Aaron Ackblad is quietly becoming is quietly having a Norris season. No one that talks about him, and he's playing fantastic. So um, it's just players like that that are interesting. Bobrovsky is looking fantastic. So uh it's just it, it's just a it's, just a, it's it, there's a dark horse it's like wow florida panthers are gonna are, are actually good and dude yes they are on the on the west <sighs> i i guess the ducks i mean I, i'll say it because, the, because <laughs> i mean uh, and the reason i say that is because they because all of a sudden the golden knights we were wrong about the golden knights they're 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 back Except on they top like they're, in, they're not getting right? yeah
3: They weren't a huge.
1: Yeah. They're, they're not getting, and they won't, are they going to look back? No fucking way. I mean, they they dealt with their injuries and they're not looking back. Like they have finally come to play and they're going to win out. They don't, they're winning the Pacific. It's, it's, it's over guys. Sorry. Um, The ducks are just interesting because they're playing so loose and, and they have young guys that are just coming up and, and the, the the older guys are buying into these, this younger crowd. They're, they're getting a Renaissance. Like they're having a Renaissance season, like, you know, gets laugh. um. Rick, I feel bad for Raquel because I think he, I, I think he really needs to step up or else he's going to be on the outside looking in next season. Um, but the ducks are just playing loose and that's a dangerous team to play against. Right. So, I mean, I could see the ducks, you know, doing some crazy shit if they make the playoffs, to be honest with you. What have you got, James?
3: I got one question for both of you guys, actually. Um, only caveat here is trading you can't pick somebody from the Oilers. So, who is your favorite player to watch, and why? Hmm.
1: Trade, you go first. Great, great question. Um, Yanni Gord. Why um, is that? Yanni Gord is uh, look. I saw what he did with um, you know in Tampa Bay. Is that third line center who it would probably be one of the be- one of the better third line centers in the game? That if he was on you know thirty or sixty six percent of any other teams, he would be a second or first line center and all of a sudden he gets picked up by the by the Seattle Kraken and he is slowly if not quick if not now quickly becoming the face of the franchise um he he is the main reason that you watch Seattle Kraken games i mean cuz Seattle's not having the same type of um you know season that the the Golden Knights were having mostly because of their goaltending their goaltending is a huge fucking issue they're the only team um in the Pacific division that has triple digit goals against like that's a goal issue who we actually, we actually thought that the Seattle crack goaltending was going to be good. But Yanni Gord is a, is a, is a hard-nosed hockey player. I mean, he, 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 he doesn't have a lot of pizzazz when it comes to um, when it comes to talent, but he has a shit ton of heart. He has enough skill to be a high level player. Um, he's a leader. He's a, he's a leader on a team that really needs one. Um and, and it's just that kind of, I just love that kind of player. I love that kind of blue collar hockey player that maybe that's the, the um, Alberta, you know, the, uh, the Alberta Canada in me, you know, I, you know, Western hockey, especially Alberta, Canada loves their hard nose, blue collar hockey player. And that's why I just love watching him play because he's stunning. Um, And I'll also um, give an honorable mention to Austin Matthews um, because that dude is, is uh, amazing and very electric to watch as well. Uh, What about you?
0: Yeah, uh, the,
1: my non-biased answer
0: for you is going to be uh, Patrick Kane. Um, this this dude is just one of the most skillful, flashy, exciting players to watch on the ice. As, as much as I hate the Blackhawks, man, I, I've watched so many of those Blackhawks-Kings playoff series, and, man, he was just so brilliant on the ice, man. So uh, for me, probably Patrick Kane. Um, I think also, I mean, Anse Kopitar, he's not the flashiest guy ever, and but he just – play he's so good at possessing the puck and the little intricate moves he makes with with with, uh, with the puck is just unbelievable like he's far and away the best puck handler I think I've watched closely he's a guy that I wish I could be <laughs> you know just how he can dance <laughs> around skaters and just I mean the, the his, his passing precision is unbelievable he's just such a great hockey player um, like I said he's not the most physical guy he's not gonna you know be I, I think he's gotten in one fight in his whole career. Um, He's not that big physical guy. He's not a guy that's going to be scoring like these crazy goals that are going to make, you know, top 10s, at least like certainly not now in his career, but he's just such a great, consistently great player every single night. Um, And just to see him be that leader on that team for so many years, uh, for me, probably Kopitar is my favorite hockey player for me personally ever. But, but 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 Patrick Kane, you know, just to be unbiased, like probably guys that I just love watching play, and, and I can like put on YouTube, and like let me see some Patrick Kane highlights, like that that I can dig and that I can watch for 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 for, for hours.
1: Yeah, I like that, James. What about you, bud?
3: Totally non-biased. I swear to God, non-biased, like hundred percent. But Trevor Zegers, like that dude, is doing some creative stuff on the ice, and he does it with so much ease, and that's what really gets me about that. It doesn't look hard for him. It looks like he's just messing around half the time. And it goes hand-in-hand with what you were saying. It's just like the Ducks are playing loose. Trevor Ziggs is doing his thing. He doesn't sweat at all. He just kind of does. He, he gets so bored, he throws the ball or the puck in the air, and somebody swats it down for a goal. That, that's what he's doing nowadays because he's bored. And I think that's why the Ducks are so good. <laughs> NHL is too easy he, for
1: him. He, yeah. he, he, is what, he is what this league needs, man. Um, So I'm, I'm very excited to – very excited to see that i mean a, a guy who has the balls to go into a press conference with baby yoda strapped to his stomach <laughs> I mean, you're, you're my second favorite player instantly just like that
3: <laughs> what's Sorry. up yoda's name gilgamesh Gogomar,
1: gogamesh krogu krogu Goku. um but yeah, yeah right. with, with <laughs> that do you guys have any other ones that you had on deck or uh are we gonna oh, Good, bro nah let, let, let's wrap her up Uh, Let's
3: wrap it up. Episode 78, ending with Trayden's NHL talk. And it's also ending this year. So 2021 is going down the drain. We're getting ready for 2022. I hope you guys are too. Fun fact, 22 is my favorite number. So we get to see a lot of that this next upcoming year. So it's going to be my year. It's going to be a great year for me. Mm -hmm. Hope it is for you guys too. Hope you guys had a great year. And if you didn't, let's leave it all behind before it's something new. Uh, We'll see you next year, everybody. And as overplayed as that joke is, I'm going to say it anyway. We'll see you next year. Take care. we will see you next week.